In this episode, I review the movie Get Out. This episode is spoiler-free. Enjoy. First, I'm going to read the synopsis of the movie. Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with her parents. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries leads him to a truth that he could never have imagined. So you're probably still confused on what this movie is actually about. You're probably thinking, what kind of disturbing discoveries? What is he talking about? I still don't know what it's actually about. But the issue with making a summary on a movie like Get Out is explaining what the plot is about is already a spoiler to the movie. But before I saw the movie, I was thinking the same thing. But at the time, it was rated 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And for a movie to have that high of a rating, it has to truly be special. So I decided to give it a shot and see it with my family. Uh, But then it ended up falling to 99%, which is kind of annoying for me because I have OCD. So um, yeah, I didn't have any expectations because I didn't even understand what the movie was about at all. But having seen the movie, I can tell you now that you have to see it. It's a must-see. Movies like this don't come out often. So I'll make it clear right now that if you see online or somewhere that this movie is a horror slash mystery slash thriller, that it is not really horror. It definitely consists of mystery and thriller, however. But it does have some jump scares, but I wouldn't classify it as a horror movie. And I don't watch horror movies, and I don't like to watch horror movies. The only one that I have seen is The Conjuring. But this movie is a kind of thriller, and it's a very refreshing movie, and it's a great way to start the first quarter of 2017. With that said, you might be a little bit creeped out short-term and in the moment, but when looking back at the movie, it really wasn't scary at all, but it was extremely thrilling. You're not going to be laid back and sitting at the back of your seat like you would in a comedy like Lego Batman, for example. But with this, you're on the edge of your seat the entire time, and you're laser-focused on the movie. And I personally was on the edge of my seats nearly the entire time. And it wasn't just me, it was the entire theater, and the theater was basically full. But never, never have I ever seen an audience so engaged in a movie. And I'm not talking about them just being glued to the screen and being respectful and quiet. No, any good movie can do that. But Get Out had the audience literally clapping and cheering and yelling, and everybody felt like they were a part of the movie. And that's also part of the acting and how good the acting was. But that is also why if you're going to see the movie, you have to see it in theaters because the reactions of the audience just makes it 10 times better. And it wasn't just my theater either. Both my sister and my friends who saw it all told me that their audience reacted in the same way. But some movies are just that much better in theaters and Get Out is definitely one of them. So the director of this movie is Jordan Peele. Yes, the Jordan Peele from the Key and Peele comedy duo. And if you don't know, Jordan Peele is a comedian slash actor, and you might recognize him from his role in Keanu, which was 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. And no, he wasn't the director, he was an actor. But I was confused on why he was directing a thriller like this, so logically, I didn't think it would do well. So I was like, how is a comedian slash actor going to make a decent thriller? Because thrillers generally rely on the directing and acting, because it's super hard to get the audience to feel a certain way. 
And when he directed it, he just had to mainly keep the audience feeling thrilled and not bored at all. And that was very difficult to keep the audience on the edge of their seats. So that itself was a huge risk to have it handled by Jordan Peele, who had never directed a movie before. And and he was not only first time directing a movie, but he was first time directing a thriller, which just made it that much harder. And I thought that even if he did a decent job, which I didn't think he would do, that it would come down to the acting and the plot. And there are no big time actors and no actors that I had seen before, so I didn't know if they were going to do well. And the trailers didn't explain the premise, so I had no idea of whether the plot was going to be interesting. So I understand why a lot of people either had low expectations or didn't want to see the movie, but it just defied all odds. And I knew at the end, it would all come down to the plot, acting, and directing. So the plot was definitely flawed. There were some things that didn't make any sense. However, this doesn't take much away from the movie. Overall, though, the plot and premise is extremely good and interesting. It takes place in an area of extreme racism. So I'm going to show you a clip where a white cop stops the couple of Chris and Rose. And Rose, who is also white, was driving the car. But the cop asks for Chris, who is African-American, his license, even though he wasn't even driving. So you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. So the whole plot revolves around racism towards African-Americans. And that itself is a very edgy and a very risky plot. Although the little things of the plot might be flawed, the big picture is not, which is why the plot checked off. So then it would all come down to the acting and the directing. So as I mentioned earlier, there weren't any big name actors. Daniel Kaluuya, who plays the main character Chris, did an out of this world job. He had a certain charisma that made everybody love him from the start. And he was so innocent and so such a good character that he did it amazingly. And he did such a good job at portraying the emotions, which is what he mainly had to do, such as scared and happy, that he not only made him do a good job of doing that, but he was so good that he made you feel the exact same way. And so I decided to look at his previous movies. I didn't understand how I had never seen this guy before. So his first movie was rated 9%. So I was surprised he was able to get another role, but he got a second shot. Then his next one was 50%. So directors saw that he showed a trend of improvement. But then his third movie was 39% and his fourth 31%. So until this point, he definitely had a very disappointing resume. But then he had a shot and he acted in the movie Sicario. And not only did he do extremely well in that, but the movie also did really well. It was 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, so him being casted in Get Out was a risk because he was one for five in his movies. But I can't imagine anybody doing as good as he did in this movie. And isn't it funny how there are certain actors that you have seen so many times before, but you have never really recognized, but after one hit movie, you realize how many movies the actor was actually in? So another actor in this movie was Lil Rel Howery, and he was easily the funniest part of this movie. He was like Michael Pena from Ant-Man. He was completely hilarious in Ant-Man and suddenly blew up as an actor. And now you see him everywhere. The same is going to happen with this dude. He is insanely funny. And he has every last person in the theater dying of laughter. He was amazing. And in most 
horror movies, you're always questioning the acts of the protagonists and the main actors. Like, don't go in there or don't do this and don't do that. Why are you going into the room with the murderer? Why are you going into the room with all the weapons? But Little Brown Howry does that for you in this movie, and it just makes it that much more funny. And the other actors also did amazing. Nobody did a bad job. But as I was watching, I realized that if the acting in this movie wasn't good or wasn't as good as it actually ended up being, that this movie would have been terrible. I guarantee it. Like I said, it mainly comes down to the directing and the acting. So the acting checked off. Then all that left was the directing. And Jordan Peele did such an amazing job at making you feel that rush of adrenaline that movie buffs crave. And he did such an amazing job at having you immersed in the moment. But he also used his comedy genius to have the audience laughing as well. His comedic genius and his brilliance as well as his confidence was evident and utilized well. And as I mentioned earlier, there were some jump scares. But when you're super engaged in a movie, it is really easy to disrupt that. And the music that is played in the movie is a kind of scary violin and piano type music, which is timed perfectly with the situation, which just adds that extra layer to the already intense movie. And Field not only directed the movie, but he wrote it. And it is so interesting because when you're thinking about it, if you're a hilarious comedian slash actor and you want to write a script for a movie, you think you make a comedy. But I wonder what he was thinking when he decided to make a thriller slash mystery movie. So the directing definitely checked off. So this movie was already a huge risk to summarize because you have a director, Jordan Peele, who has never directed a movie before. He's a comedian slash actor. He has no experience in the genre of thriller. Then you have actors and none of them have proven themselves except the main actor was one for five. The second actor had only acted in one major movie according to Rotten Tomatoes and that was a flop. Then, um... There are so many risks from the acting, and then the plot was such an edgy plot. It's talking about racism, and it's revolving around racism, and you know how uh, triggered and how upset people can get over something like that. But all of it was done so well, from the directing to the acting to the plot, that it ended up being 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have any idea how difficult that is? And we definitely need more people like Jordan Peele, more directors, and more producers who are willing to take risks like this. There is nothing about this movie that wasn't amazing. And that is why it was rated 99%. And that is why you must see this movie from all those reasons that I just said. So if Get Out were to be compared to recent movies, it would be 10 Cloverfield Lane and Split, which were both unique thrillers, right? And Get Out is surely unique, right? But what separates Get Out from these movies is the risks that were taken, like I said. And in Split, sure, you could argue that M. Night Shyamalan was having a bad streak of movies, uh, but he had proven himself with The Sixth Sense, and they also had an amazing actor in James McAvoy who had proven himself to help them out. Ten Cloverfield Lane also took risks, but it had John Goodman who was a fantastic proven actor, and it had a much less edgy plot. Even then, those movies weren't nearly as good as this one, from, from my opinion, to Rotten Tomatoes. And because this movie was so much based on uh, racism between Caucasians and African Americans, it's kind of hard to believe that Peel's wife is in fact white. And Peel based this movie on part of his personal life because he has always been looked at differently because he is in fact an African American himself. But he has felt awkward when he was the only African American in an area or situation. And this movie was based on his viewpoint. But in most movies where there's mostly dialogue and talking, you definitely get bored, right? But when you hear that a movie is boring, it is usually because of the excess of dialogue and the lack of actual action. 
But Get Out was just like this. There was a lot of dialogue. It was mostly dialogue. But the only difference was that it wasn't boring at all. And I want to say it was, it had the elements of being boring, but then that automatically signals to you that it wasn't interesting. But I wasn't bored at all. And I was 100% zoned in. And I didn't feel at all bored or unentertained throughout the course of the movie. And in this movie, you have to pay super close attention, right? Because throughout the movie, they're just throwing out situations at you. And it has you confused in the moment. But everything is connected and everything is explained later on. You'll be like, oh, I see why this happened. Or, oh, I see why that happened. And I really hope that some part of this movie wins an Oscar. Whether that's directing, script writing, or acting. Everything was fantastic and it really deserves one. But I think the problem is that because it was released so soon after the previous Oscars, that it is not going to be fresh in people's minds. And by the time it comes, I'm not sure if people will remember it much. So at the end of the day, I don't think it's 99%. But movies as unique as this don't come out often. And I think it's the best thriller in recent memory. That's why I give this movie a zombie score of 9 out of 10. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would really appreciate it if you subscribe. If you are an iTunes user, you can subscribe at zombieseroes.com slash iTunes. And if you're an Android user, you can subscribe at zombieseroes.com slash Android. I would also really appreciate it if you left an honest review and gave me feedback. You are the best. (laughs) 